0: You're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host, and we are speaking with Dr. Joshua Fenton, Assistant Professor of Family and Community Medicine at the University of California, Davis, and lead author on a very interesting article in the New England Journal of Medicine, April 5th of this year, about computer assistance in interpretation of mammography. Uh, Dr. Fenton, Let's delve into this study a little bit. Again, tell us the population that you were looking at.
1: We assessed the um, interpretation of mammograms at 43 facilities in three U.S. states, and we looked at a study period from 1998 through 2002, during which time about 430,000 mammograms were interpreted at those facilities, and those were those were received by about two hundred and twenty two thousand women
0: and then did you look at all of the uh data uh all of the, the centers I should say when you were looking at the computer assistance
1: during that period of time about seven of those forty three facilities um adopted the computer aided detection. Technology and so we looked at how the adoption of that technology affected their the outcomes of their mammograms.
0: So a very large number of mammograms and then the before and after data was was that based mainly on those seven facilities?
1: You know we looked at the interpretation of mammograms at facilities um, at all the facilities uh, in part because we we wanted to be able to control for any any sort of temporal or or time trends in interpretation that may have occurred. But um, we were particularly interested in how the implementation affected you know, the the interpretation at, at those seven facilities.
0: And then uh, in the article, you talk about how you controlled for many variables. What were some of the things that you thought might skew uh, the data that, that you controlled for?
1: Well, Quite a few things are, could affect you know, the outcome of interpretation. You know, some of the major outcomes here that we are interested in are the specificity of mammograms. Um, that, that would be the, the likelihood that a woman who doesn't have breast cancer gets uh, a negative evaluation, meaning a normal normal mammogram. We're also interested in sensitivity, so the, the likelihood that a woman who has breast cancer will get a positive mammogram. Those are some of our major major measures. And um, a lot of, there's quite a few things that can affect those measurements um, in mammography, Um, patient characteristics. So for example, younger women, there's less specificity because of age-related changes in the breast. Women who have denser breasts have less specific and also less sensitive examinations. So it's important to control for those factors. There's a couple of radiologist factors that can affect those um, interpretations effect interpretation of, as well including the experience of the radiologists and the volume of, of films that they read every year and um and then we also were able in this study to control for some facility Characteristics that um, could affect the the interpretation of mammograms, things like whether the facilities batch read their mammograms, and that means that they read them one at a time, or do they read them in large groups, and things of that nature. Because of the the data that we were collected for this data set, um, we were able to adjust for you know all of those factors and determine what would what was the independent effect or the independent association between the use of computer aided detection and um, the different interpretive outcomes.
0: Very interesting. I saw also a couple that I thought were very interesting, including time since last, mammogram, also biopsy capability at the various facilities, which I I could understand how both of those could uh, very much affect the parameters that we're looking at. That's right. And then the gold standard, uh, if we're reading mammograms, uh, tell us again about the gold standard that was chosen to decide about the sensitivity, specificity, positive predictive value.
1: Right. These data, the mammogram data are linked to cancer registries. So the gold standard really is whether a woman does or does not have breast cancer diagnosed within a year of getting her screening mammogram.
0: Okay. And that was ascertained through these uh, data banks that could link uh, the diagnosis of cancer with the mammograms.
1: Right, that's through regional or or local cancer registries that have been at a very high high quality cancer data for these populations um, within which the you know, that these women were a part of. So. Some of these are national cancer registries, for example, the SEER registries, and others were, were statewide registries.
0: And as I remember uh, reading the article, the uh, availability of data for follow-up was pretty good. You, you didn't uh, lose too many to follow-up.
1: Well, that's that is one of the, one remarkable thing about this breast cancer surveillance consortium data is that it's because it's population-based data. It's really hard. You really are um, lucky to essentially lose. Um, I mean, there's some some missing data, but in our analysis, it's not like a a cohort study or a randomized trial where you're following women. We're really capturing practically all of the data um, because of the population nature of the data collection.
0: You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and I'm speaking with Dr. Joshua Fenton, Assistant Professor of Family and Community Medicine at the University of California, Davis, and we're talking about his really very interesting and profound study in the New England Journal of Medicine about computer assistance in mammographic interpretation. So we have a large population, and we have a gold standard by which to measure the Various parameters of of mammographic interpretation, um, how did you decide what uh, mammogram was deemed positive and what was deemed a negative mammogram?
1: Well, all mammograms are interpreted according to a standard. Um Nomenclature that's been agreed upon by the American College of radiology it's called the BIRADS assessment and this is a you know an ordered numerical assessment um based on the li- on on whether or not the radiologist feels that there's more tests or the likelihood of cancer or uh, etc but there are some fairly well accepted definitions of what is a positive mammogram um essentially it's a mammogram that in which the radiologist thought that the patient needed more, either more images or more evaluation, or that they they frankly thought that there was likely evidence of breast cancer on the film. Most of the, po- quote, positive mammograms are going to be the the prior, meaning that the, the radiologist just isn't sure and they want more images. But we use, you know, fairly standard definitions of BIRAD to uh, classify the mammograms as negative or positive. Um, obviously, there's BIRAD's assessments for normal or minimally abnormal and benign as well. And those those were we clearly, um, we, we called those negative. So that's uh, essentially how we define And then to calculate our outcomes, we just compared that to the gold standard that we've already discussed.
0: Tell us in the seven centers that you had data both before and after the computer assistance, what kind of findings did you have?
1: At these centers... Um, they started off with a specificity of about ninety percent and after they put in the C A D system their specificity went down to about eighty seven percent. So that means that the false positive rate went up about three percent at those facilities, from about ten percent to about thirteen percent at those facilities. During the same time, there those those were those were highly statistically significant changes. At the same time, the the sensitivity, which is the the likelihood that a woman who has breast cancer will get a positive mammogram, went from 80.4% to 84% and that was that was
0: not statistically significant so a lot more false positives uh, statistically significant and the increased uh detection rate was not the, the sensitivity was not significantly increased
1: and the other thing we looked at was the common common uh, measure that is used in in clinical mammography is the cancer detection rate which is the rate of detection of cancers per 1000 screening mammograms at these facilities, the seven facilities, this went from you know, four point one five to four point two zero before to after uh, the use of computer aid detection, which was you know, essentially the same. So that we really didn't see any evidence that it was increasing the detection of breast cancer.
0: Yet there were more false positives, which as a practicing doctor I know means probably more procedures, more worry for patients, and more cost. Is that what you found?
1: Yes. We found that the the rate of biopsies per thousand screening mammograms went from 14.7 per thousand to 17.6 per thousand, which is about a 20% increase, and that was highly statistically significant.
0: From the pathological data, what type of uh, cancers were we talking about? Uh, was there any difference there before and after the cancer uh, to right. computer assistance?
1: We looked at this in some detail because computer detection tends to mark certain types of lesions on the mammogram. In particular, it's very sensitive for calcified lesions and um, as opposed to other mammographic abnormalities that might be associated, say, with a mass lesion. In the, in the breast, because of the, this sensitivity, we ha, um, we had some thinking that it might be finding cancers that tend to be calcified, such as ductal carcinoma in situ. We we had an interest in comparing, you know, the rates of detection of ductal carcinoma before and after facilities implemented computer-aided detection, and, and we found that the rate of detection of ductal carcinoma went up about 34% during the study you know, after facilities adopted um, computer-aided detection. That change was not statistically significant, it was, but it was, it was suggestive.
0: Do we know does ductal carcinoma in situ necessarily uh, become a more invasive cancer?
1: You know, we we need to know more about about ductal carcinoma in situ. The natural history of it is is clearly more indolent than invasive breast cancer, which is the other you know histologic type of breast cancer that we looked at. It's clearly more indolent, um, and yet we um, we don't know. Um, with a lot of confidence, you know what fraction of ductal carcinoma in situ that are found by mammography are going to progress within, say, five or ten years to an invasive cancer. There's just have not been we we you know we are now in the era of mammography and and yet we um, we don't have the clinical data we don't have large studies say of women with ductal carcinoma in situ that are not treated because almost all women now who have this this lesion identified will get some type of treatment. So we're we're a little bit in the dark there, unfortunately.
0: I want to thank Dr. Joshua Fenton, who has been discussing with me computer-assisted interpretation of mammography. He's reviewed for us this very large and well-done study controlling for multiple uh, possible confounding variables Um, with a beautiful gold standard and follow-up, which has concluded that with computer assistance, we're seeing more false positives, uh, biopsy rates, costs going up without clear benefit. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.